from the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the News 8 Daily 8. Now the latest news. Kylie Conway has the latest news. The top headlines. News you can use. Please stand by. Sponsored by LCS Heating and Cooling. Now, now. here's Wish TV's Kylie Conway. Hi, this is Kylie Conway, and this is the News 8 Daily 8 for Monday, February 22nd. We are above freezing today. The second day in a row, we've been able to thaw out. The rain will move out this morning, but will stay mostly cloudy throughout the day. Highs will reach the upper 30s. This makes for what should be a beautiful and sunny Tuesday. Throughout the morning, we were following a huge police and emergency response at Marion County Jail 2. More than a dozen cruisers, IPL was there. IMPD says IPL disconnected a power line due to some ice and the backup generator to the jail didn't take over. The Marion County Sheriff Carrie Forrestal spoke about the ordeal this morning on Daybreak. We're doing a hard count of everyone in there. This usually hold a maximum of 1135. There was 1126, 1126 prisoners in here after last night. 11 inmates were hurt. Eight were taken to the hospital. Some injured in falls, others in fights that broke out. And today, America reaches a painful milestone. Sometime in the next few hours, the country will reach 500,000 known coronavirus deaths. It's been just more than a year from America's first known death from the virus. The current count of deaths, just shy of 499,000, could fill Lucas Oil Stadium seven times. Another perspective, that's the same number of people who live in Atlanta, Georgia. Tonight, President Biden will hold a moment of silence and a candle lighting for the victims of COVID-19. That'll happen at 6.15. There is some promising news during the pandemic. New virus cases are down sharply and deaths are slowing and vaccines are also helping that daily number decline. The White House says about a third of the vaccine doses delayed by winter weather got where they needed to be this weekend. Officials are now making sure those catch-up doses go out to vaccination centers. The White House press secretary says the doses due this week will go out on time. So we've been able to get about two million of those six million doses out. We expect to rapidly catch up this week, fill that backlog, make sure they're out to communities and also uh, meet our, our deadlines. FedEx is relying on other hubs like Indianapolis to ship vaccines across the country after last week's winter storms. An IMPD is going through surveillance video and talking to witnesses after a deadly shooting. Police say someone shot and killed a man late last night on 38th Street and Moeller Road. Officers say they found the man dead in his truck in the parking lot of the Town West Shopping Center. No word yet if police know who shot him or why. An Indianapolis man is accused of stabbing an Indiana corrections officer, killing him and seriously injuring a second officer. It happened in a common area of the Indiana State Prison in Michigan City yesterday afternoon. Officials say Dimitri Campbell attacked the officers. Campbell is serving 130 years for three murders in 2002 in Indianapolis. The prison is a maximum security facility that houses Indiana's death row inmates. IMPD had some reaction to the attack on Twitter, writing, Our thoughts are with the Indiana DOC, along with family, friends, and co-workers of both the officer who was killed and the other officer who was injured. And friends and family are mourning an Air Force pilot from Indiana who was killed in a jet trainer crash. Scott Ames Jr. was just 24. He was from Washington County in southern Indiana. According to the military, Ames was training a student pilot from Japan in Alabama Friday when the T-38C Talon trainer they were in crashed. An Air Force officer who knew Ames well spoke on behalf of the family. He says Ames loved to fly. That he lived life to the fullest, that he never missed an opportunity to be positive about something or try to make the people around him enjoy life. And, and be better people themselves 
the fact that he was setting that as an example in his own life is huge. No word yet at this point from investigators about what caused the crash. Services for Ames are not yet set. And today, there's a Senate spotlight on President Biden's pick for attorney general. Merrick Garland is going before the Senate Judiciary Committee. His opening statement includes a commitment to making sure all laws are fairly and faithfully enforced. Garland is also set to outline his focus on battling extremist attacks on our democratic institutions. He says doing so is central to the Justice Department's mission. If confirmed, Garland says he'll oversee the prosecution of people involved in the storming of the Capitol. Garland is also promising to make civil rights a top priority if he becomes the nation's top prosecutor. Committee hearings for Garland are scheduled to take place over two days. And a House committee takes up President Biden's pandemic relief bill today. It's expected to face some hurdles. The bill includes direct payments to millions of Americans, $1,400 per person. There's also an extension of $400 in weekly unemployment benefits, along with more money for schools, small businesses, vaccine distribution, and funding for state and local governments. One potential sticking point, a proposed minimum wage increase to $15 an hour. I know there are questions about whether or not the Senate can get it through, but I can tell you this $15 minimum wage increase would mean 30 million Americans would get a raise. The bill is expected to move to the House floor for a vote later in the week. After the House vote, the bill will head to the Senate, where Democrats will need every member of their party on board to get it across the finish line. And another influential group is pushing for a change in vaccine priorities to get shots for teachers sooner. The American Federation of Teachers is one of the largest teachers unions in the country. Randy Weingarten is the president. She told NBC's Meet the Press that vaccines are critical to getting classrooms open full time. Not that every single teacher has to be vaccinated before you open any schools, but you should align the vaccine prioritization with the reopening of schools. News 8 spoke to Senator Mike Braun about teacher priority during Sunday's edition of All Indiana Politics. In visiting all the schools I have during this whole COVID uh, consideration, they would be at the top of the line in terms of being careful for their students and their teachers and I think you saw some places like Chicago, LA and others where uh, you know not coming back to the classroom uh, before you demanded getting vaccinated probably didn't s sit very well with uh, parents and uh, most of the uh, citizens in those respective places. The current guidance from the CDC recommends high priority to teachers in phase 1b. Indiana's plan put teachers in phase 2 instead. Former Vice President Mike Pence will not speak at the Conservative Political Action Conference. The conference starts in Orlando later this week. According to a CPAC organizer, Pence turned down an invite to speak. Former President Trump is scheduled to attend. It will be his first appearance since leaving office. A new survey is showing the former president's influence on the Republican Party. According to a Suffolk University USA Today poll, 76 percent of Trump voters say they would support him if he runs in 2024. Up to 46% say they would leave the GOP if Trump decided to make his own party. The second impeachment trial did not seem to sway his supporters. 42% said it made them support Trump even more. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Every business is unique and has a target audience. If you own or manage a business, Circulus Digital Media can help you connect and grow your customer base with turnkey digital solutions that are nimble, offering best-in-class results, service, and support to reach a bigger customer base, allowing you to pinpoint a specific audience down to the smallest details. Get outside the city, the state, span the globe. Put Circulus Digital Media to work for you. Get started now at CirculusDigital.com. That's CirculusDigital.com. More than 100 Boeing planes are grounded this morning after a fiery engine malfunction in the skies over Denver, Colorado. Federal regulators are ordering United Airlines to step up inspections of its Boeing 777s equipped with the kind of engine that failed minutes into a flight Saturday. Boeing is recommending against flying them, too. The plane was headed to Hawaii but made an emergency landing when the engine failed and rained down debris on people below. There's a loud boom heard in the area of 17th Avenue and Cedar Street. Large debris falling from the sky, engine blew. The frightening sight prompted many calls to 911. Police in the Denver suburb of Broomfield released some of the calls. A camera in a car captured some of the debris as it was falling, and one person told police part of the engine fell through his kitchen ceiling while he was cooking. saw a few puffs of black smoke come out, and then about 10 seconds after I saw that initial fireball, I heard it explode. My main concern was watching all those pieces come off because I knew they were over a very populated area. The National Transportation Safety Board is now investigating, but is not yet saying what might have caused the failure. There are no injuries reported in the air or on the ground. A local minority-owned technology company is working to get coats for people who need them. The Indy Coat Thrive Drive benefits Wheeler Mission. The goal is simple, to help keep everyone warm this winter. So this is a new tradition for Plug, a local tech company that's innovating how people connect, contact, and collaborate locally. They've been collecting jackets since the beginning of January. So far, more than 150 have been donated. The message to get millennials' attention. In a world where social media is prominent, the company worked through ideas to bring awareness. I think we are all caught up in our Instagram world, our lives, our algorithm, our feeds. And so we wanted to do our part to get in front of them. We wanted to use bright colors. We wanted to get their attention and make it cool to donate, to get involved and to get plugged in. You can drop off new or gently used coats at several Indy locations. Those include Indy Auto Man, Wave One Studio Downtown, the Little Studio in Broad Ripple, or Noblesville Imports on the north side. At each location, you'll find an interactive digital box. Uh, you can scan the barcode on the box with your phone, and it'll pull up the website. If you can't make it to one of those places, you can request for a box to be shipped to your house to put your coats in and ship it back. There's also a way to support and donate online through a GoFundMe page with a goal of $5,000. 100% of the money raised will go to Wheeler Mission. The goal is to collect 300 coats, but as long as it stays cold, they'll be collecting coats. Uh, businesses who want to help can request a box for their office online. And also today, there's a huge turkey handout. It's at the state fairgrounds from 10 this morning till 1 this afternoon. If you go, you'll get a bird and a box of dairy products. The Colts, Meyer, and Gleaners are teaming up for it. They plan to distribute 1,000 turkeys today. Meyer's pledged to donate 6,000 turkeys to Gleaners. And to Texas now, where Texas officials are investigating massive power bills related to the state's cold weather crisis. 
The people impacted set up their utility bill with wholesale pricing that typically offers a savings instead of paying fixed rates during good weather. Prices fluctuate based on demand. This month's record cold that froze pipes and overwhelmed the state's power grid caused bills to skyrocket. While I'm trying to get, you know, gas and groceries and make sure that my pipes aren't exposed, um, the last thing that I'm thinking about is a $7,000 bill from my utility company. Governor Greg Abbott released a statement that he's working with state lawmakers to figure out how to reduce the burden on Texans. And a close look at just how hard the pandemic has been on Indiana moms with young kids and on their relationships, researchers at IU studied the struggles and how conflicts that already existed between these moms and dads with young kids have gotten worse. Researchers laid it out in 37 pages titled, My Husband Thinks I'm Crazy. They've been following these moms in southern Indiana since 2018, shifting focus to the sacrifices moms are making during the pandemic. News 8's Hannah Mordeaux spoke to one of the researchers. I love you, Bobby. Madison Dahlstrom is quick to recognize she's lucky. <laughs> so many moms, you know, are going through so much worse, and we're so blessed. Teamwork. But we'll try and climb the corporate ladder in Bloomington and running her mom blog, The Midwest Skinny, all with a baby on her lap. No, 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 no. This mom of three isn't sugarcoating this pandemic. It was exhausting and it was emotional. And I think at the same time, because you know that so many more in the world are hurting so much worse, you feel guilty even feeling like it's tough. The mom guilt is real and growing. In fact, this study of 250 moms in southern Indiana shows the vast negative impact COVID has had on moms with young kids and on their relationships. And it became very clear very early on in the pandemic that, that so many of these moms were struggling, having having a difficult time with uh, with job loss or with having to take over full-time childcare on top of working or, uh, in many cases, conflicts with their partners. Jessica Calarco is an associate professor of sociology at IU and is one of the authors of the study. She says pre-pandemic, Moms already took on the worry work and most of the child rearing at home. Now? Moms are really the ones who are stepping up to fill in the gaps. They are the ones who are doing the unpaid and underpaid labor uh, to make sure that families are keeping it together uh, through these incredibly difficult times. For a majority of women, existing relationship issues have been exacerbated. 39% say pandemic-related frustrations with their partners have increased. The solution? support kind of come together collectively and say this is not okay madison says she and her husband griffin work hard to be on the same team mommy's getting (laughs) (laughs) together they stay afloat definitely not all in the same boat we're in the same storm but some of us are on yachts and some of us are like hanging on for dear life on a life jacket and even in our marriages and even in our own home support each other and really talk about the hard stuff talk about the real stuff we have to lean on one another and you don't have to be in person in order to do that Madison was not a part of the study, but hopes to help other local moms. The study did find that women tend to take COVID more seriously than men, and the authors plan to follow these mothers through the summer and report back after the vaccine rollout. The Brown County State Park is now on the National Register of Historic Places. The designation covers the park's 16,000 acres and 70 structures, from the Abe Martin Lodge to the Lookout Towers. The park is also now the largest historic district in Indiana. Indiana's Department of Natural Resources and the group Indiana Landmarks worked together on the nomination. Now to business headlines, Indiana was one of three states to add jobs last year in the restaurant industry. Mississippi and Oklahoma were the other two. That's according to Restaurant.org, which used Labor Department data. The U.S. lost hundreds of thousands of restaurant and bar jobs last year. Strength in housing and e-commerce during the pandemic has helped propel hiring in blue-collar occupations. 
Job openings in many blue-collar places broke above pre-virus levels last summer and remain significantly elevated. Figures from the online job site Indeed show this. Economists also expect service industry jobs such as retail and restaurants to see particularly big gains as the pandemic fades. The U.S. government wants to hire 6,000 new airport security screeners by the summer as progress in vaccinating people for COVID-19 is projected to lead to an increase in travel. The Transportation Security Administration on Friday announced a nationwide recruitment effort even as the coronavirus continues to significantly depress airline passenger levels. Carnival CEO predicts most, if not all, of cruise fleets will return to seas this year. Two Carnival-owned cruise lines are set to resume operations next month. CEO Arnold Donald pointed to the increasing availability of COVID-19 tests, vaccines, and treatments for his optimistic outlook. Six Flags theme park operator announced plans to reopen all 26 of its locations for the 2021 season, including five locations that stayed closed in 2020 due to continued coronavirus restrictions. Six Flags says the opening dates will depend on local guidelines. Kings Island is opening for 2021, but it's opening a couple of weeks later than usual, March 15th. This has been your News 8 Daily for Wish TV. I'm Kylie Conway, online at wishtv.com, and follow us on Facebook when you search Wish TV. The News 8 Daily 8 is sponsored by LCS Heating and Cooling. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. The News 8 Daily 8 with Kylie Conway. And be sure to discover even more great podcasts now, now. at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.